Alright guys, welcome back to Of Stone and Clay. I am your host, Taylor Church. <clears throat> um, today's episode number 49. Um, this is an episode I've been quite reluctant to record. Um, but I was talking to somebody the other day and they were like, I was telling them some stuff I'm going through. And they're like, well, you should make an episode about that. I think people would love to hear that. And I was like, well, sure, but... I don't know that I want to divulge those things. I don't know that I want to get into it. I don't know that the other person involved wants to hear it or have other people hear it. Um, But I'm going to do it anyway. And if you're watching the video, I have a tiny little baby black eye. It really just looks like I tried mascara for the first time and failed on the corner of my eye. But, I don't know, I think it's probably a good omen for us. Um, Today I want to talk about heartbreak. I want to talk about relationships and love and kind of what I've been going through the past little bit. So, I do want to preface this by saying, um, this is not in any way to elicit sympathy or to make you feel sorry for me. Um, Because the truth is, heartbreak is as catastrophic as it feels for everyone going through it. It's pretty just cliche for everyone else. Um, And it's hard to imagine. Even though we've all been through our own brand of heartbreak, it's hard to understand what other people are going through and to understand the nuances of their relationship. Um, So, I definitely want to move forward with caution. (laughs) Um, I'm sure I'll say some things I regret, but that's okay. And I also want to say that the girl I'm going to be talking about um, that essentially broke my heart a little bit, there's just close to 0% chance she listens to this. So that's why I'm comfortable doing it. Um, She probably, it's very unlikely she'll see my post about a new episode Um, Not that she blocked me or unfollowed me or whatever. She's just kind of off the grid. And um, unless somebody tags her on Reddit, she's she's probably not going to see this. So, And even so, I have nothing negative to say about her. Um, I just don't want her or anyone else to think this is like some, some ploy to try to ingratiate myself with her again and try and win back her love or whatever. It's nothing like that. It's just an act of catharsis, an act of creative um, expression and some things I I just want to work through and hopefully some other people can, can relate. Um, so let me start at the beginning, I guess. So basically, me and this girl, and this is my, my comes as a surprise... To some people that know me, but maybe don't know me super well, because she's made zero appearances on my Instagram. Um, But we, more or less, dated for about a year and a half. Um, I say more or less because we were never fully exclusive, never fully committed to each other. Um, But that entire year and a half, you know, 
we saw each other probably on average three, four times a week. Um, maybe sometimes one or tw one or two times a week. Maybe it was more the average some some periods, but we saw each other a lot. We talked most days. Um, it it started to feel very much like a real serious relationship. But here's the issue. Here's the issue I found myself in. From the get-go, from the get-go, I found this girl captivating and beautiful and intelligent beyond any girl I've ever met. Um, really just a wonderful option, a wonderful um, friend. But from the inception, we both knew and kind of implicitly agreed that we were very, very different people. And maybe implicitly that we wanted different things. And so, for a while, we were kind of, for lack of a better term, friends with benefits, right? But it quickly became more than friendship. And the benefits, if you want to call them that, were... were they they were they they were just a byproduct of us liking each other and spending time together and really we became um we we sort of entered a relationship where an open relationship you could say however i don't like that term either because i don't really believe in that <laughs> <laughs> that's not really my 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 MO when it comes to dating to be in an open relationship it doesn't really make sense to me and and it didn't to her either that just kind of we kind of stumbled upon that um and and didn't really discover any solutions and the truth is i think we both dated other people but not a lot and maybe not with great intentions and it's hard to know when you're dating how much of these things are very subconscious you know just just beneath a veneer of delusion or misunderstanding or confusion um, so yeah so for a while we saw each other um, the reason I'm so disturbed by the term friends with benefits is because it's not like our relationship was purely physical and carnal. And that's, and you know, when we saw each other, we were buddy buddy. But then when it came nighttime, it was time for the, for the good stuff. That's not what it was. Um, because, you know, we would go on dates. We would, we would hold hands on these dates. We would, um, you know, we kind of treated each other like boyfriend and girlfriend. But there was no, there was obviously no um, overt commitment or any obvious, like, pressure to talk about the future or to progress in a way that you would had you been exclusive. And I'm sure I'm sure there's plenty of people listening that are like, okay, sounds like either you just weren't in that into her or vice versa. 
and maybe in the beginning you could make that argument. Um, like I said, I think initially we we struggled. Um, <laughs> it's funny. I think we were very different politically. Um, I tended to lean more conservatively. Um, we were very different emotionally. Um, I liked and, and currently like to dive into my feelings and talk about stuff all the time and really, really get into the trenches of my life and the person I'm talking to and into their life. And she was a little bit more emotionally reserved and um, not as open to digging into that stuff. And by her admission, she wanted to improve on that and felt like her issue wasn't so much that she wasn't okay with digging into it, but just didn't know how or, or wasn't super, it wasn't super obvious to her what she was feeling. And that's um, completely valid. I just had a hard time relating with that. Um, and so it's interesting from the beginning, I think she had more issues with my political leanings or maybe lack thereof. Um, you know, the irony that we was that we met um, kind of in the midst of COVID. I wasn't really wearing a mask. She was masked up like she was going to a masquerade. Um, that's actually how we met. We met, I met her when she had a mask on and I didn't. And I rolled the dice because every, you know, the, the 80 seven percent of her that I could see was beautiful <laughs> and um she said some insightful things and some interesting things and so I was like yeah I'm, I'm down to roll the dice um and then when I saw her without the mask I was like okay okay and uh so I think she struggled with that with our differences there and I to me, it wasn't a non-issue, but it was a small issue and something I wasn't super concerned about. But the bigger issue to me was our emotional chasm. Um, and of course, she didn't see that, I don't think, as a big issue. <laughs> but eventually, after, I don't know, I want to say maybe eight months or a year of kind of this playful exciting dalliance between us it kind of came to an impasse and I just felt like A. we weren't progressing and B. that I just needed more I needed more emotionally from her and it was hard because because we never fully committed I felt like well maybe if we did she would give more emotionally and Maybe that's true, but I also think it just wasn't in her nature. And it's tough because you don't want to ask people to change, but sometimes you need a little bit more to be happy or to be fulfilled in a relationship. And and at that stage, I think as much as we loved hanging out and loved spending time together, I don't know after that first eight, 10 months or whatever, I don't know that we were so crazy about each other that um, 
that our feelings could transcend our differences, right? Um, and I'm not even mentioning our commonalities because that's a big part of what kept us kept us going, right? And I'll get into that in a minute, but um, so let's go to the first breakup. <laughs> and you know, you can you can split hairs and say it wasn't a breakup because we were never together, but I don't know what else you, you want to call it. Um, we stopped talking or decided to stop doing what we were doing, you know? Um, and so when that happened, I kind of expressed all of my concerns and I just felt like I wasn't getting enough emotionally and... It was such a weird feeling because I've never been on that side of things in a relationship. Um, I've also never been accused of not giving enough emotionally. I've just uh, never, never felt sort of bereft in a relationship due to sort of this emotional chasm between us. Um, and so I expressed that and I think she kind of felt like, okay, I don't know what to tell you, you know, this is me, and so I sort of reluctantly said, well, maybe we should stop doing what we're doing, and and we both, you know, we both cried and held each other and kind of amicably decided that was probably best, and so we, we did, um, and that lasted about a week <laughs> you know as these things often do like how many people do you talk to that they broke up seven times before they got married and I've always been kind of uh, I don't know kind of off put by that pattern um, but I get it like sometimes sometimes your heart and your brain are at war and you know, you, your heart is, is the thing that's working overtime and what really wants to figure things out and make things work. And your brain strolls in to Logic Town and, and starts making demands. And um, so, yeah, after about a week of <laughs> um, some lackluster self-discipline we we caved and started hanging out again and started kissing again and um and we both sort of just didn't bring it up again for a while and we would kind of go back and forth with our frequency of of seeing each other and um she also was not a great texter what pissed me off is when she did text, she was an amazing texter. She said the most wonderful things and was funny and witty and and sharp and just everything. But she didn't like to text. She liked to take her phone and put it in a capsule for, for weeks at a time. And, and that was hard for me because... I liked her so much. I want to talk to her every day, but when she was busy, she felt like, "Well, I don't have, I don't have time to send out texts." 
<laughs> and that's, you know, that's fair. Not everyone needs to love texting or love daily communication. Um, and I, you know, that was another, another one of our issues, if you want to call it that, you know. Um, our differences. And and that brings me to the question and, and part of the reason I want to do this podcast is because I wanna I wanna pose some questions for people to consider, but also for myself. Um, and a big one is how many differences are are too many, you know, for a relationship to be ultimately doomed. Cause of course you can make the argument that hey, you know, me and her could freaking make it work. You know, there are much worse options out there. Um, but how many things, you know, assuming we continued forward would put little wedges into our life, right? And let's say there's, you know, just off the top of my head, let's say there's 10 major differences between us that cause strife or um, uneasiness. And the tricky thing is we we argued basically never. But our problem was we if we disagreed on something, we kind of just swept it under the rug. And with some things, that's fine. You know, some things are trivial, opinion-based things. Um, but other things... I was like, well, for the time being, it's it's a non-issue, and I don't think it'll resurface and cause resentment, but if we were in a committed, serious relationship, if we were married, if we had kids, if we were sharing a home and a mortgage and crazy big life decisions, you know, these are things that we couldn't sweep under the rug, and I wouldn't want to, but um, for the time being, it was it was fine. But, you know, she was not a pugnacious girl. And, and I'm not one to enjoy arguing or disagreement. I like peace. And <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, my question, let's say we have 10 fairly sizable differences between us. And let's say of those 10... Maybe three or four could be greatly ameliorated with work or therapy, um, either individual or together. Okay, so that makes maybe now we have six big differences. And maybe, maybe two of those really only bear their heads a couple times a year. And maybe it'll be hell when they do, but ultimately if we figure out a, a mode to talk that out and to solve that issue when it does arise, it really won't be a big problem. Okay, so that leaves us with maybe four fairly big differences between us. And maybe maybe of those four, maybe two just really either piss us off or just bug us to no end. And I guess my question is, is two or three or maybe even four issues between people issues meaning differences um, 
should that break a relationship? Should that stop it from moving forward? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think two to four is too many. I guess you'd have to define what they are, but like for us, it was, I felt like it was two big things. It was political issues or differences um, and emotional, you know, insufficiencies on, on one side. Um, and, th- oh, and you know what, you know, it was probably our third is me being highly extroverted and her highly introverted. And that caused some, um, I don't know. I, you know, again, it wasn't something we argued about because I think we both don't really see a lot of utility in arguing just because we're upset or, or disagree. But, uh, you know, it was often like, oh, I would love to like go hang out with my friends and invite you and let's do this. And she was kind of, eh, I'd rather go home and read for seven hours. Um, <laughs> and the irony is part of the reason I liked her so much is because of how much she loved to read. You know, that's su- that's just such a big part of my life. I love literature and I love diving into books and becoming obsessed with books and talking about books and sharing books. And um, so the fact that she was a huge reader and would often go into a dark cave of books <laughs> for a while at my emotional expense, um, it's kind of like, well... You know, be careful what you ask for. You want a girl who likes to read, you got one. Um, <laughs> so the introversion, extroversion thing, I think, was was difficult. Um, and the difficult part about this is when I'm talking about this, I'm talking about our differences, I still don't know, you know, I, I say they were hard for us, but I'm really just talking about myself. I can assume what she felt, but... She didn't, she didn't express it a lot, so I don't know, and um, so I wonder if a lot of it was she was fairly happy and content, but knew that I struggled with things, and that in turn caused her anxiety. Um, so yeah, th- there's a lot to unpack, but ultimately I think, you know, there was... We joked around that we were so different, um, and a lot of those were little things, you know. She, we had fairly different taste in music, um, fairly different taste in books. Um, what else? I was very, you know. I'm one to to text a million people and be on the phone a lot during the day and, you know, post on Instagram and post on TikTok and do this and do that. And she is very much the opposite. Um, I enjoy public speaking. She does not. She loves singing in the theater. I do not. Um, so, so a lot of them were, you know, trivial likes and dislikes, which I think... You know, unless you just don't like any of the same things, I don't think a handful of 
of uh, of those things should break a relationship but it was you know <laughs> i was i was very into sports she was very into dancing um but 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 i think ultimately the three things that were hard for her and were hard for me were again our difference in political ideology um our difference in how much socializing we wanted to do introversion introversion versus versus extroversion and um how we emoted and so so let's fast forward so like i said we we kept spending more time together and then all of a sudden we're coming up on like a year and a half and we had had um i don't know you know when i look back sometimes I wonder if I've over-romanticized things, if I've made it into something it's not. And I don't think I have, but I want to be open to that possibility. Um, Because I don't want to be delusional, but I do know we we had something special, even though (laughs) to the outsider it probably sounds like we were just uh, two kids that just didn't like each other enough. But we're close, you know. But... It it felt like more than that to me, especially in the latter half. Um, but we, you know, we had some talks, and and I realized that we were. Here's what I realized: I realized that I was essentially starting to fall for, her, and I knew these three things weren't going away. But I started to wonder deeper if they were truly problematic or if they were things that we could work on and if the other great things between us could kind of make up the difference. Um, you know, if, if ultimately those things were deal breakers. And I don't know, I, I guess the more time I spent with her, the more I just realized what a rare person she was and what an amazing individual I had found and you know I've been dating since gosh since the uh, industrial revolution and you know listen I've met some amazing amazing people I really have and a lot of them have told me to go to hell (laughs) but um, I can honestly say I've just never I've never met somebody like her and it, it was unique because I, I think, you know, we didn't have this crazy, like, insane love at the beginning where we were cra- both crazy about each other because we both entered it with great trepidation <laughs> and um, reticence. And so it, it was hard to feel those things because we were taking it so casually and so slowly. But I just came to realize that she brought so much to the table. And so what were a few things, you know, should those few things get in the way? And it kind of, you know, 
I don't know how gradual that was or, or if it kind of came suddenly, but I got to a point where I was starting to fall for her and wanted to see her more, wanted to know everything about her, wanted to get into the trenches and, you know, wanted wanted to know her family, wanted to read the books that she loved and watch the movies that she loved and, uh, you know, I wanted to experience things with her. Um, and we did a lot of amazing things and spent a lot of time together and talked about everything under the sun and and that was one of the things is you know we could talk we could talk all night you know I could go over there to her place at 7 p.m and we'd talk till 5 a.m you know and there would be some other activities involved um you know whether amorous or not but we could we could lay we could lay down and, and talk for six hours and and that was great for me. And you just don't get that with with everyone. You, you don't get it often. You know, it's it's a gift. It's a miracle. And uh, even with your friends, you look at your friends, it's like there's plenty of people that you love spending time with. But there's a special few that you never get tired of and you could talk to all day, every day. You know, and anytime you're hanging out, you're like, oh, why do I have to go to bed? Or why do I have this other thing I have to get to? Because I just love talking to them, you know? So I, I felt like we had that. And um, so, yeah, I was at this breaking point where I was like, gosh, damn it. I probably, I'm probably deeper than she is. You know, I'm, I've, I've unknowingly become <laughs> um, the person of of most interest. And in the laws of attraction, that just means you're dead. But, um... So, so, yeah, I got to a point where I was like, well, you know what? I still have my doubts. Um, because in order to move forward like really forward I would just I would just need more emotionally I think I really do but everything else to me is just tens across the board so I don't know what to do and so I got to the point where I was like I I think she is special enough that it is worth rolling the dice and trying and becoming committed to each other and exclusive and just giving us a shot for once because we just never had. And I don't know how much she dated, you know. Um, I think, you know, girls like her, you know, I, I envy their position because they really can just snap their fingers and enter the dating pool and, and go out with guys as much as they want. Um, <laughs> even a girl like her that's virtually a ghost on social media. Um, the second she wants to avail herself, she'll get as many dates as she wants. And I don't really have that luxury. You know, I can, I can sure put some feelers out there and I can, I can sure hit the pavement and, and do my best. And I'll get, I'll get some, I'll get some stuff going for sure. But I just don't have that gift. Um, 
And so I, I think a lot of it, she, a lot of the time she didn't date a lot, but I don't know that that was because she was so invested in me, but more she just doesn't enjoy dating, doesn't enjoy the uh, the drama of it all. And I think, you know, ultimately most guys she meets she doesn't like. And so it was easy to just do what we were doing and, and not think about the future. And so there there were times where I dated more. You know, I would I would go out with girls a couple times a week and then, the other nights I would see her, um, but she always just took precedent, and I never told her that, but if I had kind of a maybe girl on the line, and maybe we were going to hang out if she got up for work in time or whatever, and then and then this girl texted me, the girl that shall remain nameless, I would inevitably just hang out with her. And it felt like any time she wasn't extremely busy or occupied that she made time for me. And so it was it was so bizarre because it, it started to feel in a lot of ways like a very serious relationship. And in a lot of ways, um, it felt very cavalier and very carefree and, and loose and... Um, and sometimes that was really frustrating and, and sad, but, um, but, you know, there were days that, you know, she spent with me on my birthday and, you know, some, some dates we went on and places we went together that just, I don't know, there was, there was a feeling of, of more than just, you know, two young people having fun and getting weird, you know, um, and again, maybe this sounds weird because I'm sure there's there's people listening to this that are like, well, that's weird. I went on some dates with Taylor during in the last year and a half and and we kissed and, and he said he liked me and and I probably did. Um because I was in such a weird spot where I was trying to be open to meeting other people, but I just wasn't meeting anyone that I liked more than her, right? And Again, I, I don't know how much she was dating, but I I realized I just don't think either of us are going to meet somebody else seriously with, with what we're doing. And so if that means that we're supposed to end up together, that's one thing. But if we think this is a placeholder until we meet somebody better... Oh, that's just not that's not fair to each other and we also as much as we're seeing each other good luck meeting somebody better because um, we're not really letting anyone in truly and so we finally after uh, probably about a month of me <laughs> kind of carefully choosing my words and crafting texts and inviting her to have uncomfortable chats we finally got to that that final moment that final impasse and and it was it was so hard because i based off her responses to some texts and things i kind of 
I was kind of 50-50 as far as I didn't know if she would be receptive to giving us a shot or if she was willing to just not throw away everything we had because I feel like that's kind of a flippant statement. Like, just because you end things, that doesn't throw away everything you had, right? It just, you know, you take another road. But I wasn't sure where her head was at. So we had this this talk, and it was awful. <laughs> it was so awful because... I, you know, I said, I said, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? And, you know, after we had BS for 15 or 20 minutes about only the Lord knows what, um, uh, you know, both of us kind of stalling <laughs> and, and she said, okay, you go first. And I basically just reiterated what I had said to her in some texts and some voice texts and you know, basically just saying like, listen, I, I, I have my doubts too. I'm not trying to proclaim my undying love to you. I'm not trying to give you an ultimatum, which I don't think are very healthy. I'm not trying to back you into an emotional corner. I'm just trying to tell you that I think we should give it a try, but that doesn't need to that doesn't mean that we need to be exclusive tomorrow or that we need to in a week. It just means that we need to work towards that and talk about it and, you know, try to head in that direction. And, and you know, I probably said some other schmaltzy things. And then she, in, in her eloquent brevity, kind of said that she didn't feel good about moving forward and that she never, never had felt good about moving forward. And that's why we never had. And that, that hurt to hear. And I guess I understood it because there was always some reluctancy in my heart. Um, oh, and it's so tough because when you meet someone so great, you're like, why can't it just be perfect? Why can't we just get over this shit and make it work? But I don't know. And and so I was I was constantly back and forth with is this is this the right person for me or is this just an amazing person that is just ah, just a near miss? It's almost almost the one. <laughs> um and that was just weighing on my heart and I just couldn't do it any longer. Even though I wanted to, I I knew I knew that had I not brought this up, we could go on for months. I, you know, I don't know how much longer. We've been doing it for a freaking year and a half. But I just decided that for the sake of my heart, I, I, I couldn't do it any longer. And so, so yeah, she said that she had never felt good about it and and she said something kind of weird she said that she often doesn't um 
She often doesn't know how she feels about somebody fully until she has a chance to miss them or or feel some sort of jealousy or whatever. And in my head, I'm thinking, well, you're freaking hard to um, to make jealous because, you know, I, I can't just grab some hot girls and throw her on my story because you probably won't see it, you know. Um, <laughs> so I was like, dang, what is it going to take? I have to date somebody else seriously for her to, to realize what we had, but... I think she kind of said that a little um I don't I don't know how much she she thought that through and I I didn't I didn't take any offense to it or or anything but the problem is it it kind it, to me it felt like it, it left the door open a little bit but I'm not obtuse I've I've been through this a lot and so moving forward I said okay I would love if she got jealous or realized she missed me or changed her mind. Um, but I just don't, I just don't think it will. And I need to move forward as if it won't. Um, and so I told her, I said, we, I, I don't think, I don't think we can text and communicate and hang out. And, you know, we've tried that <laughs> before and it doesn't work, you know because we enjoy each other's company too much and it's too easy to make each other laugh and recall, you know, ins old inside jokes and there's so many shows we love watching together so it'd be too easy to be like, hey, you know, there's a new episode of this out or the, oh, the new season is out, we have to watch it together. That, that's too easy to fall back in that trap and just prolong the pain, basically. So I said, you know, I don't think I'm going to be reaching out to you, but if, if you reach out to me, you know, it, it needs, you know, it needs to be because you've changed your mind or because you want to explore us again. And, and you know, she was, she was wonderful and, um, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to speak out of pocket here. Because I realize with breakups, there's recency bias when you're comparing, but it just feels like the worst breakup I've ever been through, which is crazy because we weren't even together. It's like, uh, it's like the girl, there was a girl that wrote me on my mission and essentially broke up with me and we weren't even together. And I was like, what the okay, like we, I think we went on like three dates before my mission, <laughs> and uh, you know, they called a Dear John later, and, and she was, I'm sorry, I can't do this anymore, there's this other guy, and I was kind of like, okay, like, I was just hoping maybe we'd hang out after, after my mission, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, this is on a whole new, whole new level, um, but yeah, it, it feels a little silly sometimes and I've gotten exhausted telling this story because I know some people, I know they're thinking like, oh, you're heartbroken, okay, but like you you weren't even really that serious, so maybe you're being, you know, overly dramatic, but this is just what I'm feeling, you know? And my other question is, I wonder if heartbreak sort of compounds over the years and when you get your heart broken 
numerous times and and with time and with age I wonder if each heartbreak kind of hurts a little bit more um and I don't know I don't know I'm trying to think of my <laughs> all my previous heartbreaks and you know the one that that really hurt that messed me up for a while <laughs> However you want to define that, right? Mess me up. What does that mean? We could we could do a whole episode on that. But that was years ago. So many years ago. This That girl has four kids now. <laughs> you know? Um, and I couldn't be more at peace with that breakup. So it's hard to compare the two. Because I'm so past that. And I was so young when it happened. And... I wanted very different things back then and didn't realize, didn't know as much about myself back then. And so it's really hard to compare the two. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is just, uh, <laughs> it reminds me of the movie High Fidelity. In the movie, uh, John Cusack is kind of going over his top five breakups. And he, he talks to the camera, breaks the fourth wall. And he, in the beginning of the movie, he breaks up with this girl. And very explicitly says, like, you know, you don't even break into my top five. So sayonara, basically. And then he kind of starts going over his his top five and then one night he's he's restless in bed and he's throwing his pillows against the wall and he can't sleep and he's he's obviously hurting and he says with tears in his eyes congratulations number five with a bullet (laughs) and 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 says her name and and then admits that he had sort of just threw somebody else in there um because he didn't want to include her at the time, but, um, so yeah, I don't know how much it, how helpful it is to rank your all-time breakups, I think it's interesting, and, uh, amusing, fun to talk about with your homies, I guess, but, um, I don't know, I guess it just, it feels like the worst breakup I've ever been through, and, It's yeah, it's it's hard. I've I've been I've been praying for peace to have peace about I can't even say my decision because it was ultimately her decision, right? Um even though I I understand very much where she's coming from and don't completely disagree with with her. Um but to just be at peace with the idea that we'll never be together or that we'll never, you know, we'll never we'll never kiss again. We'll never really hug each other again. Um, you know, y- you have that, that friendly hug when you see him at places, but that's not the same as, as you know, one of those hugs at, at three in the morning where you don't want to let go and... It's so silly because you're going to see them the next day, but you just, you do not want to go home. And so you just hold each other tight. 
it's like, will we ever have one of those again? Probably not. And that's very difficult. Um, and listen, this, this all happened like, like a month ago, maybe three weeks ago. Time has gotten a little blurry, admittedly. Um, and so, yeah, I've, I've gone on some dates. I've tried to be of the mindset that this is the right thing and that this is ultimately going to be something that is good because it will allow me to find the girl I am meant to be with, but I'm just not there yet. I'm not, I'm not to the point where I have that peace. And, you know, like I said, I've been praying for peace and honestly, I, I think I've, I've gotten more peace had I not had some help from the Lord, but I still could use a whole lot more peace. Um, and I'm still a little, um, not embarrassed, a little, feel a little cringe in me that I'm even doing this episode. Um, but this is, this is some catharsis I think I needed, um, kind of exercise these these thoughts you know um and you know I've, I've done some writing I've I, I wrote <laughs> I wrote this article about um you know the theme of the article was opposites in flux talking about talking about love and relationships and I knew that was the theme for this magazine of this this upcoming, um, what's it called, um, issue. <laughs> I was thinking episode. Um, this upcoming issue, I knew that was the the theme, opposites and flux. And so, I reached out and said, "Hey, you know, I just broke up with somebody, and we were opposites in flux." And so. Uh, I wrote this article about her and about us, and that helped. Um, but it's funny, so a lot of these things that help also just remind me of, of her and of, of the pain. And, you know, that's just still, that's just how it is, I guess. I guess um, it, it's funny. It's It's almost... Silly to compare breakups, I guess, because they're all so different. Because not only are the people you dated so different, but the circumstances are so different. And your stage in life is so different. Um, and another question, do, does it hurt more just based off how much time you you knew each other or how much time you dated or were together? Does that automatically make it hurt more? You know, if you dated for a year and a half versus you dated six months, does a year and a half, is that definitely going to hurt more? You know, I, I don't think definitely, but I wonder, I wonder how much that plays a part. You know, how much those soul ties play a part. Um, and also there's that, that hope bubble that gets burst. I think as you get older and, and dating becomes in certain ways more difficult and in certain ways it becomes easier because you have more experience you 
you know what you're doing more. Just like anything, you practice, you get better. But um, I think in a lot of ways, dating gets more difficult the older you get because because you've been hurt, because there's some more cynicism and jadedness involved. But um, I think I think sometimes when when you've had your heart broken a lot and you've been in the game a while, when you meet someone great, this this bubble of hope appears in your life. And as you continue to see them and get to know them and fall for them, that bubble gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think the bigger the bubble, when it bursts, the more it hurts. Um... Because you start to think, I might be out of the woods, man. I might be done with this crap. You know, Um, I might have met my person. And sometimes it takes a while to get to that stage and you're you're hesitant to even have those thoughts. But still, that, that bubble, it builds slowly and slowly and... I think after a year and a half, when the bubble breaks, it's it, it's devastating. And I think another hard part is I have no idea what she's feeling. Like, we texted a few times, like, the week after or a couple weeks after. And, you know, she said she was really sad and, you know, didn't go into a lot of detail and said she missed me and blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, she's not a robot. Um she didn't break up with me because she stopped caring about me. Um, so I, I don't think she's, you know, in no pain or not experiencing anything at all. But it's hard to feel like since she was the one that ended it, it's hard to feel like she's in as much pain as I am, um, which <laughs> tends to add more pain. <laughs> but um, But it's silly because... I don't know exactly what she's feeling, and to try and quantify that without really knowing doesn't really make any sense and and isn't great for the old mental health. So I'm just trying to be honest about what I'm feeling and how, how things can kind of compound and make things worse even when they shouldn't. But those intrusive thoughts invasive thoughts whatever they are those those bad thoughts they'll they'll sure come out to play during a breakup um one other thing i wanted to mention it was it was really unique um a unique part of our our breakup was we you know like i said we had this conversation she sort of said her piece I sort of just said okay you know because you know there's no arguing with that there's no I don't know I didn't need any justification I just because I you know a lot of it I had felt those things before too and felt at that moment to a certain degree I just maybe had more willingness to to try and put ourselves out there and 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 maybe she was just too scared of getting hurt and knew that you know us trying had a low probability of working out and 
we would probably date for a long time before we broke up because we're obviously bad at staying apart and and she knew that down the road that would be more painful so maybe she was just you know maybe it was just self-preservation and it wasn't anything personal um but man do breakups feel personal it's crazy because we'll break up with people for a million reasons most of which are shallow and trivial and honestly if they're verbalized they're downright mean but Anytime we get broken up with, it feels like the most personal thing in the world, and we can't believe they would do that, and we can't believe they would feel that, but people are entitled to their feelings, man. But anyway, you know, I kind of softly acquiesced and said, yeah, you know, I get it, and and I started to cry, and she started to cry, and we just after kind of a couple minutes of us kind of sitting there next to each other not really touching maybe maybe our legs were touching it was honestly probably three or four minutes us both just kind of in the silence crying you know we started you know our hands touched and we we started holding each other and it was really it was really a beautiful moment and I it's weird to say that because it was so sad to me but there was there was some beauty in it because you know that was that was a friend that was a friend comforting a friend you know <laughs> and so many of my breakups have been kind of one person is upset and wants to get the hell out of there as fast as they can and sure there's some awkwardness to it uh, there's some some discomfort but I think we both knew that this was probably it and so let's let's try to I don't know let's try to feel something and and so I remember very vividly I wanted to be really present in that moment and really really feel what I was feeling and to not to not try to fight it to not try and not cry and to not try to change the subject or make a joke or or anything like that I wanted to feel it because I knew how real it was and I I didn't want I, I wanted to give it the respect it deserved, if that makes any sense. And so we probably we probably laid there for an hour, hour and a half, maybe two hours. You, you know in those moments you have absolutely no concept of time. But, yeah, we just... Actually, you know, we weren't laying down. We were... We were sitting on my bed, and we, we just kind of sat up and, and held each other for a really long time. And, you know, every once in a while, one of us would say something sad and sentimental, and then the other person would kind of say, yeah, or me too, or whatever. And then we'd go back to crying and holding each other. And like I said, it was really beautiful and, and really sad, but I'm glad we did it that way. I'm glad we didn't just have a five-minute conversation and 
and then drive off or heaven forbid just have a phone call or a text that ends it um i'm glad we did that but yeah it's been a hard few weeks and when i say a few weeks like i said for all i know it's been six weeks i don't know i i guess i could just look at my phone and uh and figure out the exact date or go look at my journal but I don't care to at this at this time. Suffice it to say, it's uh, it's been a few weeks. We'll say, <laughs> but um, the good thing is I'm incredibly grateful for for what we had, and I have zero feelings of regret. I have zero feelings of, wow, what a waste of time, because. Two reasons, and they're they're very different reasons. But number one, I feel like I learned so much about what kind of person I want, and what makes me happy, and what things I want to share with a person that I'm in love with. Um, it kind of reminded me, you know, kind of the way I want my life to be with the person I end up with. And I don't think that's invaluable at all. Um, (laughs) I I said that weird. I don't think that's um, unvaluable at all. I think it's highly valuable. That's another thing I loved about her is we would talk words all day long. We both loved parsing sentences and talking about (laughs) obscure sort of um, obtruse words and etymology and just crap that nobody cares about. Nerdy stuff, but, you know, we loved pointing out grammar errors and and syntax faux pas um (laughs) so we would both uh you know we were both very reluctant to misspeak in front of the other so but you know and 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 i'm like that with most people but it was it was an element to our relationship that i really loved (laughs) uh silly but um the other reason is because I think so many people they break up and to cope with it they try to think of all the negative things about a person and think about what a waste of time and I just got to move on and I, and and I get it but I don't think it's healthy and I think it's good to be like, well, why was I with this person for so long? Like, obviously, there were so many great things, especially when you're the person that was broken up with. It's like, um, why why would you talk poorly about this person? Because if it wasn't for that breakup, you'd still be together. Um, so for me... Just uh, just having that time, 18 months, 
with somebody to have those memories to have those shared experiences um, you can't ever you can't ever take that away from us and even if that's all it ends up being is a memory it's a wonderful memory so you know right now it's hard because those memories hurt they hurt to think about but I'm still grateful for them you know because man that was a great part of my life why would I bemoan that why would I regret that why would I regret a great part of my life you know it's like saying it's like it's like you lose your leg in, in some freak accident it's like saying man, I regretted all those years I had that leg all that just to lose a leg <laughs> it's like no man remember all those wonderful times where you could run and jump and play and do whatever the frick you wanted no there's no reason to bemoan the past she was great what we had was great it was it was unorthodox it was unconventional it was weird it was frustrating it was confusing but I'm grateful for it because what's the alternative bitterness resentment first of all I don't have anything to be bitter about besides maybe some lack of um, emotional reciprocity <laughs> um, I guess I could resent being jilted or or being the one broken up with but again I don't blame her because I shared a lot of her feelings, a lot of her doubts. So, and and I also feel like gratitude in life can really help you uh, get past some demons. I think if you don't have gratitude, it's really hard, and you're going to struggle with a lot of things. And so, I am just, uh, yeah, I'm just grateful for, for what we had. And and listen, maybe there's maybe there's a two percent chance we get back together. And like I said, I'm not moving forward thinking that or, or hoping that. Even though hope is the last thing to die. <laughs> but um if it's if it's zero percent, that's okay. That's okay. Because we we had our time. We had our time, and it expired, and maybe it'll come around again. Probably not, but, um, yeah, what a, what a beautiful time. And I think when you experience things like that, you should be grateful, and you should take all the good take all the good and bring it into the rest of your life and bring it into your next relationship and I think it's fine to kind of always care about somebody you know and there will probably come a day where it's not really you know she doesn't really enter my mind much anymore and, and she kind of becomes a, 
a footnote of the past and you know um i become so consumed by my love for somebody else that all i remember is oh man she was great and i you know we really we really cared about each other and i really felt strongly about her but there won't be that longing anymore that yearning right um and that's the beauty of love right love transcends things you know you think you can never get over somebody and then you meet the right person and you wonder why <laughs> why you ever doubted it but um but I'm not there yet so I got to exercise some faith and um yeah so that is all I have to say on the matter um, what in the world am I going to name this podcast? I guess by the time anyone listens to this, there will already be a name on it. So, congratulations. But uh, I appreciate all my listeners going through this with me. Um, like I said, I think there's a, a level of embarrassment and almost shame in, in talking about a heartbreak because to you it feels so catastrophic and to everyone else it just seems pretty cliche and pretty oh yeah yeah I'm, I'm sure he'll be fine and I'm sure it's for the best or you know it's a bunch of it's a bunch of cliches you don't want to hear but um hopefully some people that have been through some breakups or are going through it right now can relate not you know i i wasn't attempting to give a bunch of answers on how to deal with heartbreak i think a lot of it is just time you know i don't expect to be completely over somebody that i spent a year and a half with in a month um i think it's just time i, I think you can try to logic your way through it and and think about why it was right and why it was the correct decision, but ultimately you just need time and, you know, maybe somebody else to knock you out of it, knock you out of your your love stupor. But um, anyways, um, <laughs> it'd be funny if she, if she did hear this episode because, like I said, I really, really, really don't think she will and I really don't think anyone like would send this to her like I just don't think that's uh, that's gonna happen so and I honestly don't think she'd want to listen to it at least right now so that's probably for the best and that's not why I did this episode but um Anyway, what a time to be alive. What a time to have a completely decimated heart. What a time. Anyways, um, love you guys. Our next episode will be episode 50, which is awesome. Um, I have been, you know very bipolar and sporadic with with my episodes and 
and it's not something I'm I'm happy about. I want to put out episodes every week and even more often at times. Um, honestly, it just hasn't been a priority at times, and sometimes I don't have the emotional bandwidth to sit down and record my feelings, and a lot of times, um, you know, things are complicated with guests, but... I I wanna I wanna podcast more and I <laughs> I probably say that on every episode so it probably doesn't mean much but I really do I love this and I love that anyone out there is listening to this I don't know how many people are I can go dive into my analytics but I don't really care on the numbers I just I'm I'm grateful that anyone's listening and that anyone finds any value in it so. <laughs> I appreciate you guys, and uh, we will see you soon.